Hello and welcome to another episode of Badminton Science. I'm your host, Robert Johnson, as usual. And uh, in this week's episode, we're going to talk about what happened in India Open. And then we're going to talk a lot about badminton in India. But mostly, I would say like 95% of it will be about the men singles situation in India. So... There were a lot of interesting results from India Open. I had, I was so wrong in my predictions. I thought it would be uh, the world number ones uh, was going to win every um, uh, title or every category. But I was super wrong, I have to admit. Hard to uh, deny the fact that I was wrong since you can just look up the results yourself. But... Unfortunately, there were two walkovers in the final, which is really sad if you were in the audience, which I was clearly not because I'm in Sweden and it's quite far. So uh, I can say in the mixed doubles final, uh, Watanabe and Higashino won um, on walkover against Wang and Wang, Wang, yeah, uh, from China. That even though it was a walkover, I I still did my, I I was still wrong in my predictions because I said that Sheng Wei and his partner was gonna win, but they lost uh, the semifinals against Watanabe and Higashino, so I was wrong. And then we have the women double. Oh my god, I can't I can't talk. Uh, we had the women's doubles final, uh, which um, also was a walkover where the Japanese pair of Matsuyama and Shida won. And they were facing the favorites from China. Um, so they were my hope in, in having uh, one correct prediction. But I, yeah, we didn't get to see that. We had an interesting final in the women's singles, where Ansi Jung won, won, which was really... Uh, yeah, I was happy to see it because I, I kind of, uh, I like I like her, so it was fun to see and also that that she uh, she has been fighting and playing so good for the last, I want to say, year and a half, two years maybe. She's really young and she's um, she's been playing so good, so it, it's nice to see that she can actually beat a player of of Yamaguchi's quality and um, and uh, take a title. So that was really, really good to see. And then we had the men's doubles final, which um, uh, where the reigning world champions, Aranshia and Sovoyik, lost against the newcomers, um, yeah, kind of newcomers in Liang and Wang from China. Uh, Three games, and I really thought that the Malaysians were gonna win. Um, I watched, um, like especially if you watched the the last game, they were in control, but then they they just lost it, and I kind of felt bad for them, but also um, really well deserved from the Chinese pair. So um, so it was really nice to see, and the biggest upset of them all was the final between Axelsen and uh, Kunlevutvititsan, where Axelsen lost for the first time in, I don't know how long, it must it must have been, like, yeah, he hasn't lost, 
basically, I think he has only lost like three times in a year or something. It's it's quite insane actually how good he's been playing. So it was time for for a loss, and Vitrisan, uh, yeah, he's he was the player to do it because he he has been playing really good the whole tournament and. And he has the weapons to do it, and it, of course it was a repeat of the of the last World Championship final. And uh, yeah, it was a good game. Uh, I really thought that Axelsen would win quite easily because of how he uh, played against uh, Christy in the semifinals, where he won 21-6, 21-12. Uh, I believe it was something like that. But uh, no, it was uh, Vittelsan who won. And... Um, well deserved, I have to say, because his uh, Vitrisan's way to the final was not easy. <laughs> he uh, uh, he had to beat, uh, amongst other, uh, Antonsen, Lokin Yu, and Ginting uh, on the way to the final. So that's like that's top level players, and and being able to beat them and then access and like yeah, you kind of deserve the title then. And unfortunately, we had an injury with uh, Rasmus Gemke, who um, played against Axelsen in the quarterfinals. And um, it was during a rally where he, um, the commentator said that it looked like he hurt his ankle while uh, landing. But I think uh, he pulled a muscle or something uh, in his leg his calf or his hamstring while doing the the jump and um, he just like limped off court and laid down and you instantly when a player does that you instantly know that there's something wrong and Axelsen he knew so he ran uh, ran up to him and and uh, they talked I don't know what's wrong with uh, with Gemke or if it's gonna be a long serious injury or what what's going on but I hope it's it's fine I hope he, he gets well soon um so um um so yeah that was really unfortunate to see but great uh, sportsmanship of of axelson for for uh, looking looking out for his uh, fellow dane as a certain uh gillian clark would say and the the indian players did not have a the men's singles player from India did not have a really good tournament, unfortunately. Uh, Kidamba Shikant played uh, quite well, but he had to face Axelsen in the first round, which is always uh, sad <laughs> for a player because uh, it's all it's like 99% guaranteed that you're going to lose if you look at his form. And then Lakshya Sen, unfortunately, had to play his, uh, his um, countryman Pranoy in the first round, where he won. And then... Uh, Lakshasen lost to Gemke in the second round, uh, which I I can imagine was quite sad for the home crowd to see the um, uh, the home favorite I would say lose. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's tough. And then also the uh, the men's doubles pair of Rankira and Shetty had to pull out of the second round uh, because of walkover. So I don't know what happened actually, but I know that they had to pull out. And uh, that's basically it from from India Open. Uh, I was very wrong, but there was a lot of good matches, and I want to give a shout out to to uh, Carolina Marin who who played um, 
who's, who's back again and who yeah i think she kind of pushed yamaguchi like she she won a game and and i think that's great for her confidence so um so yeah it's it was a good tournament but now let's let's dive into the topic of today i've been talking so much about india open that I'm, i i want to get into this next topic which is uh the men singles in india so um, i want to give a special before we say like they have so many good players in uh in the women's singles you know pv sindhu and saina neville they are so good and we have the Rankeredi and Shetty men's double pair, and they are up, coming up in the um, women doubles and mixed doubles category as well. But for now, I want to talk about the the Indian men's singles. And I can say that when you look at the rankings, they have fifteen Indian players in the top one hundred, which is I think the most of any country in uh, in in the top hundred. I think. China didn't have that many. Um, Denmark has a few, um, but I think India is the is the the country with the most players in the top hundred. And they have they won. So yeah, let let's back it up again. They won the Thomas Cup for the first time ever, uh, beating Indonesia three zero in the final, where Lakshya Sen. Won the first singles against uh, Ginting, which I think was I was not prepared for that because uh, Ginting he, like he he's a, he's a great player and I didn't really know much about Lecture Sen before that. I knew that he was really good. He had a lot of potential and I knew that he could on a good day he can beat basically anyone. But I didn't think he was gonna perform under the pressure because like that's being in in that sort of a final against a great player like Ginting, that's not easy to handle. Um so I, I thought it was um I thought they were gonna lose the first singles, but they won. And then they had the amazing pair of, of Rankred and Shetty who was a big part in the win uh for India that year. I don't think they lost any match actually. And then they had the second singles in Kidambishi Kant, which is yeah, he's he's one of my favorite players because his technique is like it looks so beautiful when he plays. It's kind of hard to um to understand how 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 an ama- he has such an amazing technique. It's it's really um it's really something to look at and then also when you pair it with his like when he when he feels it and and he goes for the the change of tempo and uh, just go up, plays a good smash and a follows up. It's it's beautiful. So um, and also when he's around the head in in, in the backhand position where he can plays, where he can play basically every shot with perfect precision and also his net plays so good. But what happened to him, uh, according to I think it was Modern Frost that said it, was that he lost his confidence uh, in the net because when he was at his best. In around, uh, must have been 28, 17, 18, something like that. He was world number one. Um, what happened after was that he he lost his confidence in the net game and he started lifting more and and he could he couldn't get his attack going quite as well and and 
Kulele Gupishand who is uh, his coach has also said that that his uh, that Kidambi's weapons was his uh, smash and follow up at the net. But when players started figuring out how how they were gonna play against him and his strengths, then he had to to figure out how he was gonna play uh, to score points because everyone knew how to play against him. And that process has been kind of hard. And especially when you lose the confidence at the net, then basically everything falls apart because the men's singles game is so dependent on on being first at the net and just taking the initiative and getting the lift and playing the um, the good shots but Kedemberg Kent had his ba- breakthrough in 2014 against Lindan in China Open which uh, was an amazing match and I, I really didn't think he was going to win but since then he has been since, since his world number one he hasn't been doing that well until the Thomas Cup final where he, uh, where he played the, uh, an amazing match against uh, Jonathan Christie, which was kind of nerve-filled <laughs> because, like, uh, he Shrikant knew that if he won, he was uh, gonna be the hero in in India, and if Christie lost, like, he knew it, it's it's over. So a lot of pressure in that game, but he Shrikant won, and it was it was so good to see. And since then, he yeah, he kind of disappeared again. I would say until he he got his silver at the world championships in 2021 uh, i was really rooting for him in that final because i think um um yeah a part of me thought he deserved it and i wanted to see him win so i was kind of sad when Loki you won um not to take anything away from Loki you it was just i i was sharing for um kidambershkent who's one of my favorite players but um, if we were to talk about more about Lakshya Sen and his his explosiveness, like he is so athletic, it's insane. And I think everyone that sees him play understands how explosive and fast he is. He's he's really dangerous when he gets um, behind the shuttling and can play his shots. But I think that his problem uh, right now in consistency, because that's what I, I see in, in Indian players, is consistency over games and over tournaments and from tournament to tournament. Lakshya Sen can play so good badminton. He could be one of the players that gets to the semifinals and finals um, on a consistent basis. But what I see right now is that he's he's struggling a bit with, with his... Uh, shot selection he plays because he's so dependent on his physique he sometimes plays uh, a cross smash or a shot where he has to run a lot to to uh, which makes it easy for the opponent basically to return the shot in a position that's very bad for sen which then makes him yeah i've seen him do a lot of cross smashes that which makes him have to lift the next um shuttle and, and just loses the initiative so i think he needs to work a bit more on um not always playing that that hard of a game like going more for angles and playing uh, smart shots and just building up the the rally to then really use his explosiveness uh when it's a good um it's a good uh, opportunity for that so not just going for the for the cross smashes and and uh, things like that just play like calm down and just like relax and play some good drop shots and 
and uh, change of tempo from there. And then we have the player Pranoy, who is HS Pranoy. You know, he's um, I love his technique as well. I think it's something that we can see in Indian players that they are so good at the technique. Uh, I don't really know how how they practice as uh, as kids. Uh, because you can you can really see like the the Danish player has a certain style uh, in their shots and um, also in the movement and then you have uh, Indonesian players which have, you know they are so good um, they're feeling you know like when to um, their wrist they they can choose so many different deceptions and and place the shuttle where they want to they have an amazing uh, feeling and technique and and that comes from their um they're training as kids you know when they, they hit so many shuttles they hit so many shuttles and then you you know you have the korean players who are a lot more disciplined and physical um uh, and like the indians they have they have so such a good technique that i i i must imagine they they play a lot of um of uh they hit a lot of shuttles and they put a huge demand on the technical aspect of the game but uh, yeah, so H.S. Pernod is the same. Uh, he um, His technique is, is so nice and he's called the giant slayer, I think. Giant killer, maybe. Uh, because he, he can beat any player um, on a given day. So, um, so that's nice. And then, we, of course, like these are the, for the moment, the top three, three players for me from India. But we have, uh, you know, Sai Pranith. We have uh, Samir Verma. Uh, Kashya Paripali. We have so many uh, good players from India, so it's going to be really interesting to see um, how they can work uh, towards getting the the consistency um, there. So I'm I'm just going to look at the yeah, uh, Lakshasen, yeah, Kiran George. I forgot about him. Um, yeah, so uh, I can say they have in the top 60 in the ranking, they have 10 players. So it's, um, they have a lot of potential there. But um, yeah, okay, so let's not get off track. So um, what I've seen from the, there's a, on the Olympics YouTube channel, there is a serious uh, series that's um, about uh, Indian badminton, uh, specifically about the Gopichand Center in Hyderabad, where, uh, amongst others, Srikant and Shetty um, Rankiredi practices every day, and you get to see a part of their their daily life there, and um, it's really interesting. And I think that that center right now because. Gopichand, he deserves so much credit for what he has done there. It's uh, it's not easy, and they have struggled so much financially, but but they managed to do it, and now they are building a huge facility uh, with more than just badminton uh, racket halls. It's um, badminton racket or what I must say, badminton halls. They have you know a complete sports science center which they are trying to build i think it might be done by now actually um because they they understand that sports science is is a good way to go in order to take the next step because they have so much experience that 
increasing the amount of sports science as well will only increase the, the performance. So they, they're building a huge center and uh, Gupchand himself calls it uh, they're building their own ecosystem, um, being more self-reliant. And that's, um, I support it. And I think they will, they will be a really dangerous country for, um, they will be a contender for a lot of titles and, and a lot of Thomas Cup titles as well in the future. Uh, but right now the, it's the consistency that's the problem. So uh, they were also talking about, um, so Gopushan also mentioned how Indian players, um, it was some sort of reputa reputation that's, uh, that the players from India aren't that physical and that they were really working on, on that aspect right now. And I think that in, in uh, Shrikant's case, I think it's really good because if he can get more confidence from being more physically fit, because let's not get this wrong, players that play on that level, are they are super athletes. They are in... Like the demands of playing badminton at that level is so high that they are extremely fit. But I think that if Kidamrish can get some more confidence in his physique as well, that can actually make him um, relax more on, on court. And I think that will be good for him. Um, so so that's, that's one part. And I will also say that talking about sports science, I know that. Um, China is doing a lot of research on uh, on all topics, sports science, but they are doing a lot of, of badminton-specific sports science because there are a lot of studies that's coming from China right now, um, and they have a unique opportunity because most, most sports science, like the articles and stuff that gets published, um, they aren't done on elite athletes because elite athletes can't risk... Um, injury or risk decreased performance uh, because of uh, because of a study which means that they are rarely a part of uh, these studies but in china there are so many good players elite players that they can actually do studies on them and that gives them a unique opportunity to to understand that how how certain training protocols um, work and uh, don't work for elite players and that would be an, a unique insight. And I don't think they will actually... Um, I, don't, I have a hard time seeing that they will share the results that much. Uh, because I, I think they will keep it to themselves for a couple of years. Which means that I think in two, three, four years, China will be one... They will come back to their top level. Because we've seen a lot of... Um, yeah, they haven't been that dominant uh, for a while in uh, in men's singles or men's doubles. They have, of course, been really successful in mixed doubles, women's doubles, and uh, women's singles, where they have Shen Yufei, He Bing Yao, Han Yue. Um, they have world number ones. And yeah, 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 I don't have to mention names, and I can't even pronounce them, so why bother? But they have so many good players in those categories that I think that now... Uh, especially when they get ahead of the game by increasing the sports science, they will be the, they will be hard to beat because they also have so much experience. So the combination of of that will be difficult. Um, but um, yeah, it, it will be interesting to see what happens because 
almost every country is, is increasing their sports science programs. Um, they use more and more of of strength and conditioning coaches, uh, mental coaches, um, video analysis, analysis, and uh, yeah, they they are um, they are really really increasing that, and it will also be interesting because of the fact that the more people or the more countries or or centers or academies that that use sports science they will kind of use the same studies and they will kind of use the same knowledge of course you can like for me i will have a different approach than someone else but we still have the same foundation of knowledge um so it will be really interesting to see that how people will will use it because every country has their own philosophy in in how the how the game should be played or how you should practice for instance uh, there was a report done by BWF and uh, some university, maybe Leeds University, I think, and they analyzed uh, South Korea, Indonesia, Denmark, and Spain, and they kind of like Denmark. They have a lot of focus on on deception and technical skills and tactical skills. Indonesia, they have a lot of all focus on the technique and uh, the physical but when they, when you look at the south korean that's when you can see a really big difference is that they they have a lot of discipline and physical practice they are very physical players and they 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 rely a lot on the coach to say okay so what should you do now okay you should do this and then they do that so they are very trained to do that way and um that's also interesting because it's it's such a contrast to to other nations and they have a huge sports science program in south korea so it will be interesting to see like how dependent on the philosophy of the country and how they think the benefits should be played uh, from the individual perspective it will be so interesting to see how they implement the sports science practices into that because it will uh, kind of it will be different for for every every country, so yeah. Just wanted to to say that because I think it's really interesting and uh, um, something to look out for. But um, uh, I hope to see that um, India gets a lot of success in the future because they are such a good country. I I think the the players uh, seem super nice, uh, very friendly, humble. Uh, they're like watching them play is it's it's a pleasure you know it's it's beautiful badminton um in every category like you can see the technique in the players and um yeah that's basically it for for today so next week i hope that it will be um um an episode but i'm i'm moving next week so i don't know if i can can actually make the time to record i hope so um Maybe I, w- I can record an episode this week. Um, maybe. I hope so. That I can share next week. Um, but uh, yeah, follow me on Instagram, Badminton Science. You search for that and I will pop up. And um, also follow me on my personal training Instagram, which is Robert underscore Johnson underscore PT. So, um, so yeah. Okay. Thank you for, for listening. and. Uh, Hopefully you'll listen to the next episode as well. Thank you.
Bye.